This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we have one of the hottest up-and-coming artists on the scene... Murray, how you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling blessed. I'm feeling good. How you feeling, baby? Great, man. I, I, I'm a big fan of the music, and as soon as I started to see you on camera and shit, I was like, wow, this guy's a fucking ray of light. I like it. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, I'm just trying to be different. Smile more than you feel me? It is what it is. Mm, where, <laughs> where does that positivity come from, though? It feels like so many people in the rap shit are kind of like consumed with the, the tough guy image and everything. You seem like you have a bit more of a jolly vibe going. I ain't going to fraud you. Like, it, Everybody can be tough. It's easy to shoot a gun. It's easy to get a gun. It's easy to be the gangster, but it's easy to smile. Mm. I feel like that's that's hard now to be like, yo, I'm, I'm fucking happy. Mm. Nah, nigga, like, I grew up in church, so I, I got hella love for everybody to begin with. So I love myself, too, so I, I stay happy that way. Mm. I always smile because when you leave with respect, you get it back. Definitely. So do you think the church shit had a, a huge impact on you? And was it musical as well as just sort of social and cultural? I think, like, with the church... It'll help you deal with the good and the bad because mm. it's it's super it's probably like super nice and sweet, but it's also brutally honest. Mm. And I think when when you are 16, 15, and you sing in the choir, and somebody tell you, "Hey, that ain't your, that ain't your damn song." Mm. You, it's easy to be acclimated in the real world because mm. <laughs> that's how everybody is. Everybody think they have an opinion or can give you an opinion. It's crazy because you'd think in a perfect world that you would have schools pushing kids to get into music but was that your memory of being in school or is like i know a lot of schools probably have almost no budget for like music class and shit no in school i was <laughs> i wanted to play sports and mess with the girls so mm. like i wasn't really focused on music too much until like i got a little older and started realizing i got locked up and couldn't go to school so i had to find something else to do <laughs> but while i was in school just like girls and sports i just want to play football right like, real, real rap <laughs> right for sure. When did the so when did your football dream start to fade away? Like I I was like 16. And I got arrested. Uh, I ended up going to a place called Glen Mills, and I came out of I came out of it. I got my got I, I got my GED, and I was like, y'all trying to go back to school, and I forgot if you get a damn GED, you can't go get a high school diploma. Oh, you can't even get one. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know. Like, and I was the stuff that I was doing in my city. They kind of like. Banned me from my district of schools, uh -huh. so I would have had to like move like super far, oh, and I, I couldn't afford that. So I just said, "Fuck it, what else can Wait, I do?" Why they ban you from all the schools in general? When I first moved to the city, like I got I got kicked out of the school, and they put me like in the trailers in the back of the school. Oh, okay. And then I got kicked out of those, and they created a school for other kids like me. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then like I got kicked out of that school Right So it's like Nigga ain't no more chances for your ass But we, we done <laughs> gave you all the goddamn chances It sounds like you You kind of had like two lives Where you had like the The clean cut version of your life Where you're playing football And like going to school and shit And then you're also like Simultaneously just Finding ways to get in trouble and shit I was a follower Like no mm. no kids you Like bro I was one of the biggest followers like, I just wanted to be down I just wanted to be cool I just wanted to be that nigga So I, I, I got myself in situations where I probably knew I shouldn't have been into, but fuck it, they doing it, so right. I'll do that shit. And it took me to like really be fucking up and be like, oh, I got nothing left but me mm. to realize, like, let me just chill the fuck out and slow down. That's crazy because like, there's so many kids who are followers, but they just will probably never realize or never be able to verbalize that mm -hmm. because that, that's like pretty much what happens as soon as you start going to school is that you just sort of keep getting introduced to all these new uh, ideas of like what you're supposed to be like. And then it, it becomes very hard, I think, for a kid who is unique to really like, like you have to be so strong willed to not give in to the crowd. Yeah. And I wasn't like, and I, I understand that now, like looking back on, who I was, I was definitely just trying to be accepted. I didn't mm -hmm. really give a fuck about perception unless I it was accepted. Right. And now I'm, I understand I'm, I'm 28, so I'm like, if you don't accept me by now, fuck you. Like, I'm, I want to be cool. I want to be nice. I want to be a good dude. I got kids, so like, 
we all compete gangsters. That's that. That's the easiest shit to do. Like, it's easy to sit across somebody and steal them or slap them or mm. rob a nigga. But is it really easy to turn the other cheek? Right. It's easy. Like, you know what, bro? That was. It is what it is. You feel me? It's easy to get a million views saying "fuck somebody's dead homies." Oh, okay, because that's that's <laughs> you know? that's the nature. That's the narrative nowadays. Fuck your homies, gang bang, kill yeah. niggas, shoot niggas. But like I said, that's the easiest shit you could do. Mm. <laughs> it's not hard to be a thug, but it's it's really hard to be a good person. Yeah. Then I think that shit is like. No matter what kind of music you make, whether whether you make that kind of music or not, you still could be a fucking good person. Nigga, mm. like the fuck you you make songs for niggas who really still doing the shit you used to do. Right. Like you give them motivation. But nigga, as your own person, be nigga, you still could be nice and be be gangster. Why not? De- definitely. What so what was the arrest for that you actually got locked up there? Uh I, I was in school, like and um <laughs> funny story, I was <laughs> I had just got arrested for some shit that we did a long time ago, and I was actually already on probation at the time. I was in school writing my girl a little love letter, like no kizzy. Like uh, she she went to the regular high school, mm-hmm. so I was getting ready to walk it up to her and do some nice shit. Like I just wanted to, you know, fuck with high school was great, man. Yeah, I used to be writing was. notes too. Facts. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I love you. Go on a date. Yes, no. It was, it was chilling. My girl be so happy if I wrote her a note. <laughs> Facts. I hope she doesn't see this. <laughs> so like one of my teachers, no kizzy, um, we was in the school. And we have intervention specialists. Like, mm. they were able to, like, grab you, slam you, and, you know what I mean? Like, oh, really, they were scared they, straight shit. Facts. It was really mm-hmm. hands-on. Like, like you damn, they'd be scrapping in there. So, like, I guess one of, one of, one of the teachers was upset because I, I had free time. Like, I always did my work fast, and I was, then after that, I bullshitted. So, I was like, bet. Since I don't want to get in trouble, let me just do this for my, for my, my girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. He kept throwing it away. I'm like, yo, bro, I got permission already. Bull already said I could do it. So, like, stop. Like, stop throwing my shit away because you're going to piss me off. Right. And everybody knew who I was. Like, just chill out, bro. Like, I'm trying to have a good day. Like, let me have a good day. I, I go through a lot of shit every day. Let me have a good fucking day. Right. He didn't understand. So, when he, I grabbed him the last time. I grabbed him by his shirt and I headbutted him. And, and then we just started we started mixing. And then, I would not want to get headbutted by you. No, it's hard. You like, got a strong looking neck. Yeah. That shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is crazy. Bro, I, I, I look, it, it, it's been through some things. <laughs> it's been through some things. A couple of dents <laughs> It's been through some things. So, like, I, I, I would say, though, I do regret doing that because mm. he, he was a good dude. It just, I, I was in a different space and I felt like he was like pressuring me to, mm. when I, I probably could have like, you know what, fuck, I just tell him when I see her. I could have just told her in person. I made <laughs> a lot of teachers' lives hell and I can look at that now and say, wow, that must be such a fucking hard job. The you paid jack shit and you got to deal with all these kids who all got their own issues mm-hmm. going on. You don't know what they've been dealing with at home and shit. Oh my God. It's, it's a tough I don't one. know what camera it is, but if any person that taught me in school, listen, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucked up. I wish you nothing but the best in success. If you write me, I will apologize to you like verbatim again. I don't care. Just sorry. We could organize that for sure. <laughs> no sure, sure they're probably watching. Wait, so okay, that happens and then how long you get locked up for? Uh, I was in there for like, I want to say 18 months mm-hmm. or close to 18 months. And then after that, I got out. I was like, yo, like this is whack. Like I get tired of seeing niggas next to me every five minutes like get away from me where the girls at this is weird so that's how it affected you as you were like I never want to come back here yeah like I, I didn't some people go there and they, they get a persona like oh that shit's hard like yeah, I'm a gangster now like, some nah, people love it that shit whack like yeah. I got, it's, a, it's, it's a grown man telling you when to sleep when to eat when to shave when to shit that's whack mm. like stop telling me what the fuck to do when I can be free mm. be a good person and still have a good life and then I'm lit like Bro, you keep the, you keep the bullshit. Like it, a lot of niggas don't even be like that. Like, bro, we can just scrap. Right. Like if you if you think about it, a lot of niggas who be like, I kill you. If we face to face, I'm like, bro, let's scrap. It's gonna be different. I kill your ass now. Let's scrap. Nigga, I blow your. Let's scrap. Right. Why you keep avoiding the fight part? But did you end up fighting a lot while you're locked up? Of course. Up? Oh, okay. Like be, because my person, like I always been like, it's it's weird when you grow up being bullied, then you become the bully, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to change. Because yeah. then like certain situations, you'll be confused of who you want to be. Mm-hmm. So. I got to a lot of fights because of my own actions, right? But also because niggas, nigga, I'm a nice guy. They're gonna try you, bro. And you kind of like, like prison is a place where you know, in the real world, ruling by fear and making everybody afraid of you, and, and just trying to have this power over people and shit. Like the way that you kind of have to move in prison is just like not a great idea. In 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 the real world, if you're Suge Knight, then it's not looked at as a good thing. In prison, you kind of have to be Suge Knight. Yeah. I mean, I ain't never been to prison. Right. So, like, to the niggas that been in prison, y'all doing y'all some real shit. <laughs> like, that shit is crazy. Right. But, like, whether it's prison, whether it's jail, whether it's anything you've ever been in, 
you got to find out who you are. And it's hard to find out when, who you are amongst a bunch of fake motherfuckers who also create narratives. Mm. So it's like, damn, if we all creating a character, who the fuck is this person really when we by ourselves? Right. Like, we're cool now. We're talking over dinner. The next five minutes, somebody got some money. Now I'm stabbed the fuck up because mm. I don't know your narrative, bro. I don't know who you are because you're pretending. I'm pretending. We're all fucking pretending right. to be safe. So you were locked up in Fayetteville? Nah, in uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Oh, they moved you all the way over there. Uh, no cap. Had, no, actually, uh, I went to school from PA from 12 years old until 18 years old. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, from 12 to 18, I was in uh, Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so culturally, like, was it? That's what fucked me up. It was just a I wasn't different used type of dude to the city. Mm. Like that shit. Like the city's so fast, and I give so much respect to like people from the country that moved to the city because it's a big difference mm. from like. The niceties and the, the the normal conversations, like I mean, granted, you know, down south has has this shit too, but like, it's easy to talk. That's why I'm so easy to talk to people because like I'm from the south, but from the city, it's like it's a whole bunch of stairs and like mm. I'm fucked with your whole like it's a, it's a lot that I didn't know how to deal with. When you have that many people crammed into one space, one I feel like they don't end up being as friendly to each other because there's so much competition for yeah. everything, whether it's a job or a, a hustle or a girl, etc. When it's more spread out and people have a little bit more room, because you're right, when you're down south, it is completely different energy. Completely different, yes. bro. But like, I definitely understood that Like me me living there for six years and understanding, like, yo, I know why they're like that. Because mm. it's, it's, it's hard to build friendships up and hard to build trust with people that will change on you in a second. Mm. Like in the city, it, it's 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 progressive to have different outlooks and maybe switch up a little bit. Like, oh, nah, because right now I'm a. But now you you can't switch up at all. So it's like now what's the narrative? Like mm. I can't be da 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 or now nah, I gotta be. It's just a lot in the city to keep up with when you're from the south and the front. I just I just love the country, but I love the city too. But I'm just more home in the south. For sure. When you said that you had a thing that you had gotten caught up for that was from years prior, was that the breaking into houses shit? Yeah, that that's that's the uh <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's the stuff that I ain't, I don't want to talk about. But like, <laughs> okay. but you know, like that shit that I shouldn't have done that I that I know better now for that I've had my consequences for that if I had to go back I would never do. So but when you get out of prison or jail that time did you just decide like I'm gonna completely change my life? And was music already floating around in your head at that point? Not the first time. Like it, it, it didn't. I, I didn't really like it. Getting locked up didn't bother me at first. Like at first I was like, all right, I'm going. To, I, like for two weeks I came out. I was like super different. I was like, oh yeah, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, fuck it. Like I'm back in the hood. And then the teacher shit with the teacher happened. I got locked up again. And then like now I'm like, yo, I'm about to be 18. Niggas is trying to shoot at me now. This is weird. I got beef. I gotta get the fuck out of this city. This really? shit is not for me no more. Like this shit is crazy. Did you notice people treating you differently after you did that eighteen months? Like treating you like you're a real man now? All of a sudden? Not even the case. I think like when I got out, I separated myself from everybody I used to chill with. Mm. Cause I felt like I, I I came out the first time, chill with the same niggas, did the same shit. Came out again. If I did the same thing, I was gonna. I, nigga, I don't want to be around a bunch of people. <laughs> with my appendage all day just talking in the shower and shit. Mm. Now I'm shitting, I'm taking a shit. You sit next to me having a full-blown conversation. Like I'm uncomfortable, bro. Like right. it I don't like being uncomfortable. You gotta wonder. Like I wonder about people who are comfortable in that environment just because me as a person, it's like when I think about what I want out of life, it's like, you know, yeah, like just freedom, like being able to just do whatever you want and like to to, to even take a risk, like to yeah. fucking rob a bank or shoot up somebody's house or whatever. Just knowing that the Likely result is that you're gonna lose all your freedom and just be stuck in this fucking box. It's Hell just yeah. like crazy. I, I would do so much shit before, <laughs> before I that. Like put myself in line of that happening, you and, know? And the thing is, some people don't have a choice. This is true, yeah. And that's why it's like you have to understand that sometimes, like robbery, say boom, uh, uh, you worked all day. Mm. You you worked all day, eight hour shift, you made your money, you going home. It's a dude that been looking all day how to feed his kids. He don't know no other choice but you coming down his block. Mm. What you got? It ain't because he know who you are. It, I ain't got no choice. Mm. You there. Yeah. And I need it. So, like, I definitely understand certain decisions. But, like, it's once you make your, your mistake, you got to learn from it. It's mm. like you're going to come out and, and do the same shit. You're going you're gonna to do it again to go visit the same niggas you just seen. Mm. Like, it's, it's a YouTuber. I, I, forgot, I think his name was uh, Dr. Mr. Carnival, I don't know the name, but he always said like, "Never home, just visiting." Mm. Like it, it's funny as hell, but then, but it's a monster that it's, that most niggas who go to prison and come out really just visiting when they come home. 
Like, because they going back. Mm. And a lot of niggas understand that shit. So, like, boom, I'm already a gangster. I already been locked up twice. I already ain't got nothing going for me. Fuck it. I'm keep the same lifestyle. No, nigga, you can still change your narrative. Work harder. Mm. If you get locked up, go to prison, you're telling yourself that you're going to be at the mercy of everybody else. Because when you come home, you got to work harder than you ever did before just to be normal. Mm. And it sucks. <laughs> and they set it up so that you only need to fuck up a little bit for them to send you back. And you're you're dealing with people who clearly already have an issue with fitting in and following instruction. There's probably a reason why they ended up in prison. Mm-hmm. They're probably at least a little antisocial or dealing with some shit. So, like, I mean, the, the idea that this is the best way to treat people who have, like, committed a crime is just it's crazy. It, yeah. it, it makes it almost impossible for you to reassimilate. It's so weird. If somebody comes home... Bro, get him a shot. Like, mm. no, I'm not saying be oblivious to the major concerns. Mm. But what I'm saying is, like, if you see a nigga really trying to do something different, why hold that man back? Right. Whether it, it ain't even by being black, white, um, anybody. If you see if somebody's trying to do better, why would you hinder them? Yeah. Bro, just let them succeed. We pose to fall. Ain't nobody perfect. Right. If I fall, you telling me you greater than God, you're going to tell me what the fuck I can and can't do with my life? That's weird. Mm. Lock me up. Okay, I fucked up. But when I come home, it should be a clean slate. Nigga, I don't know what the fuck going on. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? Like, like, bro, it's it could be a little more different, bro. I, mm. I just feel like it's just like who who owns water and electricity? Uh, The government, I guess. But how? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why the fuck I pay for it? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't understand none of that shit. Mm. Like, so why the hell are we still making shit we don't understand? It's, right. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's just weird to me, bro. I feel it. But, okay, so when did you start really thinking about the music thing? And were you thinking about it all along the way? Or did you have anything that you really thought you were talented at that you might be able to make something out of yourself doing? I mean, music always been a part of my life, whether I was just singing somebody else's song. Right. Like, it, music always did something different for me. But, like, I didn't understand what I can do with music until I got a little older. But, like, the last time I did, you know, my, my little situation... I was writing songs. I was singing a lot. Mm. And a lot of niggas didn't take that well. A lot of niggas was like, oh, you, you must be soft because we sing. I got to a lot of fights because I was singing a lot. Like, mm. don't think because I sing, my nigga, I won't punch you in your shit. But was I, everybody around you just doing straight gangster shit? Like, I mean, everybody around, everybody around me was themselves. But singing was just, I'm locked up with niggas. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, I, and I'm a singer. You mm. feel me? I'm not rapping with y'all. Nigga, I'm singing. They should appreciate that, though. I remember PNB Rock sitting on this podcast and telling me about how that, that song with Kodak that I love, that he was singing that in prison for years before he fucking got out mm-hmm. and was able to actually record it and became a hit. Yeah. yeah. And I think the fact that being a singer is always labeled you as like, oh, you, you're softer because mm. you sing. And I want to change that narrative because, bro, I ain't never been soft or, 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 or pussy or scared in my life, but I'm still a good nigga. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still happy, bro, but I ain't got to sit here and wave guns in your face. No, I'm not playing with you. I got guns in my house, nigga. I'm from North Carolina. It's, it's legal, bitch. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what fuck are you thinking. talking about? It's like, such a different decision. Oh, bro, <laughs> niggas that walk down the street with, with, with two guns, it, it's normal. Right. So, like, but I still can smile and be like, nigga, what's up? How you feeling today? Like, to strangers, bro. Right. To strangers, bro. I just want to change the narrative, bro. That's it. I feel it. So, so you, you get out, though, and how do you actually start really pursuing the music thing? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Uh, I just started pursuing the music until I moved to North, back to North Carolina at 18. Um, it took me a couple of years to really get. I met my wife at 21, and then I was like, "Yo, I'm 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 happy now with her. Uh-huh. I'm stable now. I got, I got a car. I got a house. Well, I got somewhere to stay. Let me try to follow my dream now." Mm. But it was hard because when you work on like a a job and getting 7.25 an hour, like you can't really have a crazy career. So it was like a bunch of years of me saving 40 dollars to get an hour in studio time. Wow. And like, believe it or not, like me and my me and my wife, when we first got started, we used to bump heads a lot about me going to the studio because I was spending money that she made, mm-hmm. like no cap, like I wasn't shit, bro. Like it took me a while to become the man I am today. Like she took care of me, and that's wow. why I will always be solid with her. Because at the end of the day, what, what man gonna say that out loud? Like my my woman, damn near raised me, bro. Like yeah. no cap, and just for that, I'm a 
stay solid. And I like that you say that because I feel the same exact way about my girl where I look at my life now and I'm like, damn, you loved me when I was nothing. Broke. <laughs> and that bro, means a lot to me now. <laughs> broke. I'm talking about, bro, no kizzy. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I met, you know, I tell you a funny story and it's weird. When I met her, um, I had one to date her. She was like, nah, like let's be friends first. Mm. And I was like, I don't want no more fucking friends. Like, is she, is she in the building? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, oh, okay. I just want right to make there. sure. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Um, I was like, I don't want no more friends. But we ended up like talking again, back, getting back and talking, whatever, trying, trying to get be, be together. She went made me wait ninety days. Like, and I ain't gonna lie to you, that shit was annoying. Ninety day wait to do to to to, to have the regular shit. Okay. Now we kiss. Let me kiss on her little booty and mm. shit and like rub her feet and shit. Ooh. But like, no, what the fuck? I'm from the hood. I wanna fuck. Like, what the <laughs> fuck going on here? Like, it was something different I ain't never experienced. Right. But the fact that she made me like wait for it, I was like, yo, it it gotta be crazy. Cause I'm Any girl that who, shit baking over there, bitch. It's like three months. That's just unfair. That's like an information <laughs> warfare. Like, you know what that's doing to my brain, making okay. me wait this long? Like And it made me keep coming back. Mm. I was like, what the fuck's about this girl? Yeah. And then she can cook. I'm chubby. That shit was crazy. And if you could go three months of hanging out just to fuck and then you dip out, you're a real savage. Like, I, you're a real I, killer. I, like, I, I don't trust you. You a gangster. <laughs> I waited three months and we married now. Like, really? real shit. Wow. We've been together for seven years. That's amazing. Seven years. <laughs> Hell yeah. So how old are you now? 28. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. That's, that's, that's my baby. When did you guys start having kids? Um, We had our first kid... January 6th of 2017, but I have two kids from a previous relationship. Oh, shit. Okay, so yeah. you've been doing it. Yeah, no cap. It's, it's, yeah. So at a certain <laughs> point, did you start to feel like, wow, I got to make it doing something because this shit ain't going to be cheap? I always felt like that. Like mm-hmm. When I had my first kid, and now I, I worked at a construction site, I had to walk to work, like every, like three hours walk to work, wow. and then three hours really? back after working eight-hour shifts. Like I said, bitch, it got to be something else other than this shit. Like, my feet hurt, my legs hurt. Like, I'm sweating Three-hour walk? Bro, I work for, I walked from Bragg Boulevard in Fayetteville and Fieldcrest to Fort Bragg. Wow. And like to, what's that, like from La Brea to like Beverly Hills? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a regular highway, I was walking in the middle of the medium to fucking get to work. Like it was, it was so annoying, bro. What was going through your head during those times? Like you just knew that you just had to keep grinding and that someday you were going to make something out of yourself? Hell nah. Did you it ever was, lose lose faith? All the time. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a depression ass walk, bro. Yeah. Like. When when you got that much time, I ain't had no headphones listening to no music. I, my phone was off, so like it was like when you're walking for three hours, you you have too much time to to, to talk to yourself, mm. and it, it it put me in this uh, uh, mode of like, nigga, you really ain't shit. Right. Like I don't give a. F- I wasn't even paying my bills on my checks. Like <laughs> I was going to the strip club. I was buying weed. I was having a 19 year old life. I, I, I like I didn't, I, I didn't know what to do, and I had I had a son. And it I'm, it sucks that it took me so fucking long to get my shit together, but I was fucking up. And that's all I could think, think about was like, nigga, you ain't going to be shit. It's like everybody else you <laughs> you be around. So when does all this start to turn around for you? When I met my wife. Right. Like, no, when I met her, I got my first, like, good job at Smithfield. Uh-huh. It was, I was getting paid, like, 15 bucks an hour. And, like, to me... From getting paid seven twenty five to like fifteen, I said, "Bitch, I'm rich." Right? <laughs> like, ain't shit you could tell me. Like, like I we was buying hella weed. I was smoking good. <laughs> I said, "Life is good." My kids, Christmases was crazy. Right? It was just super dope. And then like having somebody like that in your corner, it, even though I kept fucking up and I got fired a lot and smoking weed was a problem, but I still wanted to do more. And I, I just had to. But that's so good to hear because that is the exact thing that when we have conversations about like how relationships should be is it's like two people who like they sh- two people who are not really on shit should get together and try to make something out of themselves, okay. you know? Not a woman just demanding that a guy, a rich guy is going to come and rescue her or whatever. Fact. I mean, that shit is a fantasy. Like, fucking yeah. two people who are willing to actually support each other and build something is, like, the most beautiful thing that you could do. And that's that's actually amazing to hear that yeah. work. That's so good for you. Bro, I love it, bro. Like, that's, that's my stinker thing. Dang. You feel me? <laughs> Definitely. Okay, but so when does the music start to actually kind of click? Okay, uh, last year. No okay. cap. I went. I wrote quicksand, and that's when like everything started going crazy. Um, I was writing plenty of songs. I write songs about fucking, songs about bitches and cars and clothes and shit that I didn't have. And were you on no success? None at all. Nothing. Like, okay. Like I had some shit on SoundCloud, but it, it wasn't doing nothing crazy. Like mm. I don't get no plays. So my wife was like, "Yo, like maybe you stop making the bullshit. Stop trying to be like everybody. And write something that you feel like you feel." And I like my music. I'm very sensitive about, so mm. I felt like she was trying to play me. Like, don't don't tell me I ain't got no talent. But that's not what she was doing. She was like, just do something different. 
So I went to the bathroom, smoked my last blunt, closed the door, and I wrote Big Decisions first. Uh-huh. And I was like, I like it, but let me see what's happening with another song. And then I wrote Quicksand, and it was just crazy. Right. Crazy. And stylistically, was Quicksand kind of similar to a lot of the stuff you've been doing before? Because you have no. like a very nice like singing it's super different. slash rapping flow on it. Most of my other songs, which I was either strictly rapping mm. or strictly singing. Mm-hmm. Quicksand is the first song when I like really combined them both. It was like... I could do both and see what happens. And right. I think that's what the problem was. It was either I wanted to be a rapper or I wanted to be a singer. And mm-hmm. when I realized I could do both, so why not fucking do both? Yeah. No, I, shout, out to, shout out to Drizzy. I said this shit every, and, and every time somebody asked me about where I got started from, the album So Far So Gone with, with Brand New and all those songs on it really made me believe singing and rapping is the shit. And, yeah. I, and that's my lifestyle now. I mean, you have to thank Drake for that because, like, looking back on it, it it was very hard for a rapper to just Start sing singing. and for it to be accepted as normal. And then Drake made it the flyest shit in the world. The and game. it has completely changed rap. That's why when I sit here, like, I said to someone the other day, like, he's the most important rapper of our generation. And they were, like, acting like I was bugging. I'm like, nah, you are not. blind to how much music has changed. because Especially of, of my generation. Like, yes. like no, I, I didn't grow up listening to... I, I, I got put onto the, the real hip hop later on in life because mm. I wanted to search for it myself. Like, if I heard rap, it was like I was young, like Busta Rhymes, Redman, but like only because my dad would play that. My mom played like gospel, so I didn't mm. hear a lot of Tupac and Biggie's and until I got older. Mm. So like Drake is like the first artist that I heard that that, that really went like I said, oh, I, I fuck with Bull. Like yo, I want to listen to shit every day. Right. And my favorite song is Say What's Real. Like it it it, it fucking resonates with my life so much now. Like it's just crazy. Right. It's Fucking crazy. Where did you end up shooting that video? Did you shoot it soon after you made it, or was that did more stuff have to happen between that? It, it took a little while. I think I think to like thirty days or like sixty days. I had to find what I had to do. I recorded a song. The dude at my job. I worked at a call center. He was like, "Yo, I shoot videos." And I was like, "No, you don't. Like, whatever, <laughs> nigga. We all shoot videos." <laughs> he was like, "Nah, I do." Whenever show me his work, I was like, "Well, nigga, we can just try something and see what happens." I was like, "Bro, I ain't got a whole bunch of bread." He was like, "Fuck it, I like the song. But just do it free." Really? I was like, "You bullshit." You nigga. got that video done for free? For free? Wow, that was an amazing video. Everybody in the videos, my homies. It was it was literally a free ass video. Like, wow. I called my homies like, "What y'all doing?" Not shit. Pull up. Bet. And nigga just pulled up like that. <laughs> it was just, just like that, and then we start shooting. It's it's crazy because like everybody in the video is mad chill, rolling blunts and shit, and you are like maximum high energy, just <laughs> swagging around that place. That was that was tight. That that's my I rest my energy, bro. Like mm. I like to dance, have a good time, and chill. Like my nigga, Ant, he was going crazy. And that dude, dude with no shirt off, he mm. was like dancing. <laughs> right, my nigga, Ant, it was lit, and I think that's why I kept being turned up. I was like, well, he turned up, shit, I'm turned up. Let fuck it, we lit. But do you feel more comfortable being this version of yourself now rather? than like when you were broke and like really struggling I'm sure that that kind of saps some of the energy out of you at times right nah no. I, I always I always made somebody laugh even when I felt like I had nothing to fucking laugh about right cause I in a way I kind of care about other people's feelings more than my own because I know what it is to be sad and I don't mm. want nobody to feel that shit mm. so like if I'm in a room with a bunch of niggas who are upset like I'm probably gonna start doing some weird shit like dancing or shit, shit or like saying a joke or like ragging on somebody else or like pull a picture like this nigga ugly as hell <laughs> just, 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 to get, just to get that right there like yeah, oh, you're yeah. crazy and then okay maybe your day might be a little bit better because I just did that shit you could definitely like open up a room if you start just being willing to be funny, just sh- talking about some random shit. You know, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I feel like with the internet, people have forgotten how to just be in a room with a bunch of random people and just start talking about shit. No, all it is now, even kickbacks part is this. Is this. Oh my god, it's the worst. Like, start Snapchatting. Ha ha, we live. <laughs> <laughs> If I want to be on my phone, I just like if if I'm at a party and I want to be on my phone, I probably should not be at that party. Oh, when you step into a party with your friends, the phone you ain't even supposed to be worried about your phone unless you got kids. You got to check on them. Like, oh, mm. you did good. All right, bet. Nah, fuck you. Time that. Hey, give me a drink. We'll be, we'll be having a good time. <laughs> right. You're not supposed to be sitting here worried about your Instagram followers when you at a party with your homies. Right. En- enjoy your life. Especially, I think COVID has kind of made me realize that as like. The time you spend with other people is pretty valuable. You should you should really make the most out of it. And there's just certain times where, like, you know, you can look at your phone literally all day. If you're at dinner with your friends, looking at your phone basically means you're a fucking weirdo because yeah. that's just not like enjoy your time with other people. It's yeah. kind of a foreign concept these days. It, it really is because if I'm at dinner with my friends, who the fuck am I texting? Exactly. <laughs> I've chosen to be with these people. They're here. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, wrong motherfuckers. <laughs> because, like, just if you're looking at Twitter or Instagram when you're around some of your friends, you're basically saying that yes, I'm with my friends, but I would way rather be paying attention to Kylie Jenner. Facts. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, 
unless you like scrolling and you like showing people like you, mm. you could be on your phone, but get them involved. Like, yo, this fucking TikTok is fire, for like, sure, yeah. or whatever. But like, bro, you. It, but some people are just introverts and they just mm. they'd rather be on their phone and have a conversation. Definitely. So okay, that song. What do you do with it? Like, how does it, you start work? Did you realize, like, well, this song is way better than every other song I ever made? Nah. Um, it, I, th- I thought it was just good. So mm. I put it out. Um, I put it out, like, March. Mo called me, like, April. And was like, bro, I heard your song. I found you through your director. And I was like, who the fuck are you? You're talking about Mo3? Mo Shalizi. Oh, okay. I wish. <laughs> shout out Mo3, because oh, you're a big God. fan of him as well, hey, right? I fuck with the three, bro. Like, yeah. The gospel, the rap, all that together is fucking phenomenal, bro. Rest in peace. Very, no, God, very always. Rest in heaven, always. For sure. But uh, Moshe Lizzy, uh, the one that's signed me for Pick 6. Okay. He FaceTimed me, and I was like, this nigga got blonde hair, a quaff. Who the fuck is, boy, he's shining, got diamonds on This nigga must be legit. <laughs> if a guy who looks like this likes my song, I might, might he say might, something. He got it. You okay. feel me? And like I'm like, yo, okay. it was like a two-hour conversation of figuring out what was going on and like, I felt super comfortable, and then like he, he nigga sent me the contract with Pick Six, and we was he let me read over, sent it to my lawyer. Like it, he didn't even like. Usually when people trying to snake you, they uh they try to like hide some shit. Mm. He told me in the beginning, like bro, you not about to get rich, you ain't about to be. Yeah, you know I mean, I'ma work my best, you work your best, we gonna do this shit together, we a team. Mm. And I was like, that shit sound better than a nigga trying to sell me a dream. Is it like a management <laughs> company deal or like a label deal? Uh, or is like a thing he manages gonna... me as well, and then like Pick Six is the, is the label. Okay, hell yeah, like so like it all the way through like I fuck with boy, and like the fact that he picked me at a time where my phone was off, I had no job. Wow, we were in a different state. Like niggas was really trying to figure out <laughs> the next move, and the move. Like plopped in my lap because of a song I put out that I didn't think was gonna go nowhere. But that is a very like fair thing to say if you were to say like you're not gonna get rich overnight. But if if we work on this, yeah. I can help you get to that. You point. gotta fuck with that. Yeah, like that. You have no like he didn't. He never sold me a dream. He always told me reality and no cap. Everything he been saying and the way we been working been coming to fruition. Mm. The way he been saying it because at the end of the day you got to be willing to 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 believe in yourself, but also believe that. Yo, okay, you lit. Like, mm. what you're saying right now ain't wrong. I'm gonna fuck with it. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So how's your life change after that? And how do you start, you know, what do they start doing for you? And do you start, like, being in more serious studio, studios? You're recording a shitload more? What, what started happening after that? I definitely kept recording um, in the same studio I've been recording in uh, until I met Mo. Like, once I met Mo and realized there was different stuff, because mm-hmm. I really wanted to do it my way until I met him. We started talking and everything was, like, I, I wanted to stay with the same same studios and the equipment wasn't what it was supposed to be. Mm. So he was like, you can definitely keep the same people, bro, but we, we got to get the equipment. And at the time, they couldn't do it. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I had to go to a different studio and I realized that the CA200 is like the mic I'm supposed to be using. Mm. I never knew what the fuck that was until, until I found out in LA. Really? So <laughs> the vocals on Quicksand, you're not totally happy with or did you no, redo like, them at some point? I redid them um, in LA. Like, oh, like, okay. Because I, it sound better on a mic. Th- mm. This mic is fire. Like even this mic right here, like I love how this shit sound. It right. don't sound like that in different studios when you're in a closet or when you like in a styrofoam and the sheets and then the microphone is like <laughs> from, from the pawn shop. <laughs> it's a lot. For sure. So, but that video hadn't really gone viral yet? No, nah, it, it, I think it had like 3,000 or a couple of thousand before he hit me up and I was fucking happy about that shit. Like I thought I thought I was the man having like three, 4,000 views. I thought, oh shit, uh-huh. this little ass city, I got 3,000, I noticed my whole city. Uh, <laughs> Everybody know me now. <laughs> definitely. Because hey, you didn't know any successful rappers up to this point? Like, no, like I, I, no cap, I never met anybody or talked to anybody and believe it or not, I sent my video to a couple people when it first came out. Like a couple people and nobody hit me back. Right. So yeah. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, North Carolina is kind of a crazy scene right now in the sense that there's just a bunch of talent sort of bubbling up. All over the place. Yeah. Like, all over different cities, especially in my city, Fayetteville, and there's some talent in Raleigh, Greensboro. It's, mm. it's, it's a lot of talent everywhere. Like, and the fact that, you know, me and J. Cole from the same city and then the baby from Charlotte, it's, it's widening our, our horizons. Definitely. And I love it. Because just like every kid after you or after the baby or after J. Cole is just going to have a little bit more of a understanding that this vision is possible. And like, you know, like it's hard if you're in a smaller city or town to like be able to look at LA and think like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be hard for you to do that if <laughs> you don't have other artists or, or an industry or producers or managers yeah. around you. Like people in Atlanta, like it's almost like a bad thing that you're just going to have some random ass gangster trying to be your manager after you're rapping for two oh. months. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, you're 100% right. Like yeah. I, I think 
it, it, people think you you gonna make music and just 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 get on. Mm. You have to build relationships. You got to network, and it sucks to say you you got to know somebody. Mm. If I've if I never met Moshe Lizzy, you wouldn't be talking to me right now, bro. I would probably still be building my shit slow as hell. Mm. Probably had like twenty thousand views by now, right? Thirty thousand, I don't know, something like that. But like the fact that I, I have help. And I love the fact that I have help. Right. That's that's my dog. Because like, you get to be the artist. Facts. I yeah. don't have to do anything besides rap, write, mm. sing, and enjoy. That's why I'm always happy. I do my part because they do their part. Mm. There's there's no quarrels. There's no riff raff. Like we have a clear understanding. It's love, and that's why I'm always just always happy, bro. Because I'm happy as shit. My shit is lit, bro. Right. No, definitely. <laughs> so how does the song really start exploding? And what was that like? I think uh, when it first hit a hundred thousand views in like October. Uh-huh. That that's when it went crazy. Like no cap, I, my team, my homeboy Gutter showed me the video. Was like, yo, you hit hundred k, and I'm like, nah, you bullshitting. Like I looked at it, I damn near cried. No, no cap, I did cry. Like like right. a big bitch on my mom. I was like, yo, I can't believe God blessed me with hundred k views, and like now I'm looking, like, I got forty seven million. Like it'd be hard to fathom, bro. Uh, some people when they're like, they get a bunch of views, and they're like eighteen. They just don't really like understand how crazy that is. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you have been grinding. You're almost yeah. thirty by that point. It's like yeah. you, you you really were probably thinking in the back of your head, maybe I won't ever be shit. No, I, I knew that. Mm. Like it, at the time where I received the phone call, I knew I wasn't gonna be shit. Really? I I was, I was looking for a regular job because I was just a regular motherfucker. I was gonna do some regular shit, never do anything great. Wow. And that phone call saved my life because now I know I can be as great as I want to be. Mm. And that the fact that I, I don't have a limit on my creativity, the fact that I don't have a limit on who I can be, who my kids can become, who my wife can be, what businesses I can start, my future is a blur, and I love it. Mm. Because when you know what your future is, it, it may not go that way. I love that I, I can paint a different part of my future every day. Yeah. Okay, I, I did this show, and this one, I built this relationship. Oh, a new, new part of the picture. Oh, I'm this guy, and I just saved him. Oh, this, this part of the picture. Oh, I made him smile. I made her smile. This part, like, now my life is... Coming together slowly but surely, and I love that shit. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so how much has your life changed? And like, you know, signing that that deal or whatever must have been dope. But then to have one of the songs actually start exploding, it's got to be like a, a different feeling of like, oh, okay, like getting signed is one thing, but that know that hundreds of thousands and millions of people are enjoying a song that you made that that must have felt pretty wild. The best feeling is the people that listen to my music. Like, mm. I, I love going to the store now in my city. Cause I always get stopped for pictures. Mm. Always get stopped for hugs. Somebody always, st- and I—that's my favorite part. If you ever see me anywhere, <laughs> and you see Moray, Moray's not a too cool rapper at all. I would never tell you no for a picture, cause that's my job. Mm. I live to please my boss, yeah. which is the fans. <laughs> you my damn boss. Picture, <laughs> yes sir. Here I come, here I come, come here, come here. Yeah. Let me let me hug you, make right. you smile a little bit. I love that part of my job. Definitely. No, yeah, that's amazing. Um, but so, has it been weird having all this happen during COVID? You can't do all the shit that you probably wanted to do in terms of shows and all that kind of stuff? No, nah, because at the end of the day, I am doing exactly what I thought I never would. Mm. I, I'm acceptable of everything. Slow, fast, it doesn't matter as long as it happens. Right. I'm happy that I'm on a show with you, and I just watched OT Genesis being your show <laughs> a couple days ago. Like, this is, it's ridiculous. The big leagues, yeah, see? <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy to me, like, to, to be doing stuff that I watched, to, to, to be on a vote for Double XL when I watch that shit every fucking year, to, mm. to, to talk to rappers that I've listened to my whole life, every the smallest thing to somebody writing on my inbox, yo, your song has did this for me. I fucking love that shit. Mm. I, I love that shit. So, like, I it's, love that shit. Okay. So, on that note, mm-hmm. here comes a question that I guarantee is going to get an interesting uh, reaction. Given that all that you've been through, mm-hmm. How does it sit when people try to say your industry plant? <laughs> I think it's we talk about academics, of course. Uh, he's one. I saw another yeah. YouTube video. That's as well. the one I seen. Yeah. It's, it's him. Right. So I would say this: He's doing his job. Right. So my job is to prove him wrong. Mm. The fact that you think I'm an industry, I would love to meet him, mm. have a conversation, explain why do you think I am, right? And I explain to him why I'm not. It seemed like his explanation was mostly like. A song could never do these kind of numbers on YouTube or Spotify as an artist's first song or right out the gate, which is probably, you probably had stuff before that, but mm-hmm. then you kind of clean up the YouTube. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, honestly, it's baffling to me too. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, this is weird. Yes, sir. But is it happening? Most definitely. Right. It's reality, bro. Like, if you came to my house, academics, 
industry plant would be the last thing on your mind. Right. I live in the same fucking crib when I started this shit. I think you guys would get along. But I think it would too. You drink honey? I don't, well, but I'm a smoker, okay. so I'm lit. He's not gonna like that. You might get along better than me, actually. We per, we get along now. No matter. Roll up. Oh um. God! You already like, you already said fucking time at. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that is a weird thing because now I mean there are a lot of artists who basically kind of are industry planted into the game. But I mean, as soon as I heard that song, I was like, well, I mean, I'm sure the label's helping him and stuff, but this song's a banger. Like that like, song is, is, is going to be a hit regardless. I think once yeah. people found out about it, but what is a label supposed to do? The label's supposed to get you looks. They're mm -hmm. supposed to get you on playlists. They're supposed to help promote your project or your videos, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like sometimes people throw people in the industry plant box a little loosely. It's, it's, I don't, I never heard of industry plant until like, Somebody call me one. Mm, okay. I'm like, okay, injury plan. Like, what the fuck is that? If somebody's helping you to your goal, that means you were planted. Mm. Okay. So if someone's not helping me and I don't make it, what does that mean? Mm. So so you want me to you want me to not help myself just to make you feel better. Mm. Moshe Lizzie is dope as fuck. He found a young nigga who ain't half shit and made me who the fuck I am today. I don't care what nobody else got to say. You can call me whatever you call me. Just call me genuine. Mm. <laughs> That's I respect it. That. You ain't got to call me nothing else. Just when everybody meet me, my last day on earth, I just want you to be like, yo, Moray, a solid nigga. But it's pretty interesting that you had never even heard of that term. So you didn't even anticipate that that was going to be the kind of smear that people would throw at you. Whereas at someone all. like me who was like perpetually online my whole life, mm -hmm. I definitely... Like the first thing that comes out of my mind when I watch a video, like that seems like it has a decent amount of views or whatever, I, I, it comes up very quickly in my head. Is like, who's behind this? Who's making mm -hmm. this happen? Who's pulling these strings? I definitely don't. Mm -hmm. Like, no cap, bro. The reason why I, I don't, it, energy plant is just weird to me because I sit in my house that I've been, I've been living in for the last two years. Before that, the house I was living in was fucking the worst. Mm. So for somebody to call me industry plant and I'm looking at holes in my window, I'm looking at me living in the same situation that I've been living in for forever, it bothers me only this much mm. because your opinion will never make me or break me. Actually, you got me a lot of attention academics, so appreciate you, my guy. Thank you so much for sending people to me to check if I was and build their own opinion. Mm. I love that shit. That's, you did your job and your job low-key helped me. Mm. Thank you, bro. <laughs> I have no ill will. I have no. Thank you, bro. <laughs> we lit. I think we need better terms than just industry plan or whatever. Because somebody being extremely talented, like he even saw said in the clip I saw him, he said, "I like his music. I yeah. think he's very talented." Facts. You know, it's like, but I mean, that's what the label is supposed to do. What's weird that the weird thing now is that we get to see it. Yeah. You know, because back in the day, it was the labels petitioning Double XL to put you on the cover, or yeah. trying to get your video played on MTV. But we were all blind. To so the process. Mm -hmm. Now it's like we kind of are up front row seats for artist development. So people feel like they can kind of have viewpoints on all that shit, you know. And they can. Cause at the end of the day, it's an opinion. Mm -hmm. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Definitely. You, you shouldn't be mad at someone because they felt a certain way about something that they've seen. He's seen me have a video. He's seen it hit a lot of views. It's weird to him. Mm -hmm. he got to be entry playing. Something's up with this guy. But it's interesting because then now you've had all these crazy cosigns and shit, and it's kind of easy. Once you throw that industry plant term out there, people start to see everything as as evidence of the industry plant thing. Of like, course. of course, J. Cole must have got the, <laughs> the cash app for shouting this guy out. But, I mean, you're from the same city as him. It just makes sense. We don't have any evidence of you guys being signed to the same label or having no. anything in common, really, right? And Besides being from the same place. We're not signed to this, like... I'm not. I'm not Dreamville. Right. Like J Cole is just like one, one of the coolest people you ever meet. Like if you, if people talk to J Cole, like he's he he's a humble ass, mm -hmm. realistic dude. He's not gonna give it to you no way besides the truth. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he took his time out of right, amazing. When it, he never says anything about anything, anything ever. bro. <laughs> I, I thought somebody was pranking me, bro. I said, ain't no fucking way, J Cole. He he from my city. Right. Nigga, that shit was fire as hell. Like, right. bro, what the shit? Like. I wish I would have known a nigga before that. I probably have been signed in. He probably mm. would have been shaped me. I probably have been had music and been rich. Right. Like, you, it's weird that people think you knew these people. Man, why have I been living in the same shit, dealing with the same money? I've already had these connections. Stop playing with me. That's weird. J. Cole probably wishes that he had uh, noticed your talent earlier. <laughs> Nah, he got enough time for his own. He lit. <laughs> this is true. He lit. You don't need more. <laughs> but J. Cole, to me, is like the definition of 
who I want to, I mean, like he's, there's a lot of difference between us, but yeah. a certain part of his personality is like what I want, which is he's the, like he came to my store, one dude that was his manager, not mm-hmm. a fucking security guard or whatever. He's dressed in totally normalized Nike tech yep. outfit, whatever. He's got sneakers on the most normal shit I ever seen. And everyone, everyone who saw him could not believe how regular he was moving around. Bro. Like you are, you are like one of the most important rappers of this generation. You are ridiculously rich and you're walking around here. Like it is all good. That is nobody does that. His energy, bro. Mm. He don't give off bad energy. So why would he get bad energy? Mm. Like J Cole is aura is like, you're welcome. Right. So you, you give him the same respect. Like, I fuck with boy, like no cap, like I really fuck. I I fuck with Cole. He a cool nigga. Definitely. What about uh, the baby co sign as well too? I guess that, oh, that, that shit was kind of had to happen, right? <laughs> it was dope as shit. Like no, he was he was on his live, I guess, and he uh-huh. played by me. I was like, I just listened to goddamn Kurt. You feel me? I fuck with that nigga. No cap. That's but amazing. That that was a fun one for me because like I've been listening to the baby since like uh, wetter. Like uh, he made me a song called called Wet back back in the day. Like right. I probably like, 2018 or seventeen. Okay. Super dope. Like. I fuck with the baby. I listen to his music a lot, though. No kizzy. Right. <laughs> Hell no, yeah. yeah. He's super talented, too. And he's, I mean, those dudes both, when you really, like, have, if you, I mean, I haven't spoken, well, I guess I speak to the baby from time to time, but they're, like, the nicest, most friendliest, approachable. I mean, obviously, the baby has kind of, it's kind of <laughs> tough being the baby right now. There's a little bit too much energy at times, I, but. I, ain't gonna, I think what, what the baby is, is the shit that, that, that I say, like, he, he a cool nigga, but, like, don't, don't try the nigga. You feel mm. me? Like, he gonna, it seems like, like when I, when you look at the baby, he gonna treat you with respect until he feel like you being disrespectful. Now he gonna get uber disrespectful. Mm. And that's a dope individual to me. If I'm giving you respect, you give me respect, we're lit. I mean, that's a guy who has seen the effects of having random ass negative energy from people in person. Like, this is not like a guy who just fucking left the house for the first time. Like, he's okay. been living this life. Like, he fucking knows exactly. And and when you see him now and you see him with, surrounded by this army of security and they're moving super fast between shit, I mean, he's just, it's self-preservation at a certain, certain point. He's a lick waiting to happen and he hey, knows it. That nigga probably got like a million on his neck. So, I mean, mm. I, I, would you walk around with a million on your neck by yourself? No, no. Hell no. Hey, especially no. not in the hood. These niggas dead. You need an army for sure. <laughs> On the game. Okay, last one though. What about the the Jay Z playlist edition? That must have been trippy. No, that was crazy. Um, when 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 you have somebody like Jay Z who's a mogul, who's mm-hmm. a legend, who's an OG, who don't gotta look at you at all, like literally insignificant to him. Like you just heard how we just talked about J Cole and the baby. I mean, <laughs> Jay Z is. The, the emperor above all everyone in <laughs> yeah. hip hop, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he, like he, he's the OG. So for him to be like, yo, I play you on my playlist, and no cap, the number 27, I love it now. And that's like one of my favorite numbers because I'm 27 on his playlist. Oh, okay, that's dope. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like the first thing, I, the first thing I thought about was I wanted to be like, ho, I don't know, I don't know why I was going to call that nigga for like, what's happening? <laughs> I wonder when the last time he did that was. I don't even know it's The Rock. <laughs> Is it still The Rock? Rock Nation? <laughs> it got, I hope so. It makes sense. <laughs> For sure. No, no. That's, that's, that's ridiculous right there. Um, okay, so, but how uh, how do you view where you're at in your career right now in terms of, like, you know, it's, it's very easy to have, like, one massive song and to sort of just not be able to reach that peak again. And I'm sure you're pretty focused on making sure that's definitely not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you view where you're at right now and how everything's going and shit? I, I, I really feel like... I have a lot more learning to do, mm. and I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the, the the new things I'm gonna learn with music and the new pitches, the new tempos, the new terms, the new this. I just want to learn as much as I can to be as good as I possibly can. Because mm. I feel like now that I have made it after trying to for so long, now it's up to me to perfect it and, and work harder than I've ever done. Mm. Like I hope this mixtape that come out, it, it, it really help people get to know exactly who I am more and, 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 and feel more closer to me so when I start dropping this album, it's gonna be crazy, right? I can't wait to drop over to me. That's dope, though. Like you, you just feel like you've learned so much about music and about what kind of music you want to make. That you know, you've only been famous for this short period of time, but you know, there's a lot of work that you want to do behind the scenes in terms of just making your shit as good as possible. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I really want to learn how to engineer myself. Mm. Like I've never tried it before, like ever. It looks like Chinese arithmetic to me. A lot like, of the goats, hard. Young Thug. He'll be he'll have the mic right here and he'll be just like sitting there engineering his own shit. 
like and then he'll at the just, same time and then he'll like whisper like one bar and then go you know punch oh, himself shit. in and all that stuff so it's, so it's you to go it's kind of crazy like <laughs> how many crazy. people do that yeah yeah, I yeah I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to like no cat. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was talking about simple as like pressing record and EQing, but that sounds even better. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at some point maybe get some help from somebody else, but I yeah. guess he's so tapped into what he wants to be doing on beats that he just kind of handles himself. I, I really look up to like now that I'm in the music, I look up to like you know those Thug and Breezy and Future and mm. Drizzy, like the way how you can be in the game for so long and still be creating so much dope ass music. Their brains are fucking immaculate. Mm. <laughs> like it's it's. I don't listen to music. Oh, that sounds good now. Now I'm like, oh, this nigga's a genius. Right. Like, what made you think about this shit? Like, yeah. it, it it's it's like a pretty flower when you listen to no new new music and it blossom and now you got other flowers popping out. Like, how the mm. fuck did you even come up with this combination? And the more into it you get, like I feel like when I kind of came in the game, mostly just interviewing underground rappers, but then pretty quickly, it just forced me to like really realize like how great a Drake or a Thug or a Future is. Like the the, the level of progression that they've done, like how good they continue to be. Mm -hmm. Once you really get used to working with a lot of smaller artists, then you can really see like, oh, there's a reason why all these guys are considered the goats. I promise you, like no cap. Um, let me see, I, I was at the studio, I walked in a uh, uh, Wiz. Mm. And like to see him in person, I was like, oh, this nigga really tall as hell for one. That shit crazy. Right. But like hearing the process, like, yo, you still making this fire ass music. Like, I still remember black and yellow. Right. And now you got all this hot, you still making hot shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I gotta keep up. This shit is hard work. His shit's trippy too, because he ended up basically having the heights of his career where like mega pop smashes mm -hmm. and like his day-to-day -day style is basically you know he's a he's a chilled laid-back rapper whatever but he's like some of these songs like his hit fucking monster pop hits it's ridiculous incredible bro mm. incredible bro definitely so you, you stay out here now or how no i, I, I live in fayville okay uh, i can come here to uh, know working on mixtape make sure everything is straight and line everything up you think you're moving at some point or you're trying nah. to hold down the energy see yeah, that's nah. smart I, I i think you know i think like living out Different places is dope, but there's nothing like home. Yeah. Like, I want to walk outside my door, smell that country, dirty-ass air, stretch, get my little back, uh, and back in the crib. L.A. <laughs> will change your spirit, my friend. It's a different vibe out here for sure. And that, and that, it's more that, fun, though. That hometown <laughs> vibe of just having, like, you know, like, just... Just, I mean, it's just different. Like yeah. the, the energy out here is the same energy that everybody's feeding off. Yeah. You know, and it just it, it can get stale pretty easy. It, it's palpable. Of mm. like how <laughs> the I like air. That. I don't know. I've never had a rapper say palpable on the podcast before. Oh shit! It's very thick in the air. Mm. Like it's very different. Like when you come to LA, like it, it feels like okay, work. Mm. Boom, got you. Mm, got very you. businessy. North Carolina, where I'm from, when I get off the plane in favor, it's like okay, shit. I take my shoes off, put my foot up, or some fucking barbecue, and let's get crazy. Let's let's go grill mm. and. I, I love that I can just be myself there. I can be like ratty shorts, ratty t-shirt, go take out the trash. Yep. And I love that shit. For I, love, sure. I love that shit. No, yeah. Much respect, man. Um, okay. Anything that the fans should be looking forward to? Anything you want to have them uh, ready for? I'm definitely trying to drop this video for Trenches very soon. Okay. So I'm, I'm working on that hard. I, um, it's a song that's going to be on my, on my mixtape. Please look out for that too. Uh, it's coming very soon. I'm working hard for it. Just be on the lookout maybe end of April, early May. Definitely. Hell yeah. Wow. Big, big fan, man, and uh, you know, shout out to everything you have going. It's, it's a very inspiring story, and your your personality, I think, will guide you through whatever bullshit the industry gonna throw you at because you got that good ass personality and a good energy, and I think that that like the the fans will gravitate towards it, and the, the people will just resonate with that shit, man. I appreciate that. Like, thank you for even having me. This shit was fun as fuck. The interview was dope. Yeah. Great questions, bro. I felt like super chill, my nigga. My pleasure, game. man. <laughs> All right, my guy. That's cute. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate you, man. No the vibes.